0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Jay. So, Jay, we have been following your court case, the current one, uh, involving, technically it's not you, I guess, it is your wife,
2: well, it might yeah. as well be me because it affects my family. It sure does. You know,
1: yeah. Um, mm. they're, they want to put her. Is it in jail uh, on this? Is this a class A charge or is it a class B misdemeanor? Do you know offhand um, uh, which I,
2: one it is? So there is a six-month jail term that could be really uh, happen. Um, and uh, so we got our uh, discovery back the other day, <clears throat> and we did a motion to continue the case because they want to go to trial june 1st and okay told this him is, not.
1: sorry this is something that happened how long ago now uh march
2: 18th 2022 was okay. you know the uh event in question so a quick mm-hmm. recap Please um, thank you uh essentially uh my, my wife and uh our kids uh she uh had to go do some shopping and <clears throat> she went to the uh tj maxx and Con- Concord. i believe it was tj maxx okay and my daughter who was uh a little over two at the time um just just asleep for her nap and she basically takes like an hour nap in the car it was um uh, you know mid march new hampshire it was kind of a warm day you know nice sun uh but still you know it's march so it's a little brisk yep, and sure. um so my wife I gets out of the car uh and she's got the uh 6 month old baby uh my son uh cash and uh you know she changes his diaper you know, breastfeeds him, changes his diaper again. You know, Cypress is still sleeping. Cypress is locked in her car seat or strapped in a car seat. And um, uh, so she has the uh, car running, climate control on, uh, you know, a comfortable temperature. Yeah. And, uh, the <clears throat> and then she, she goes in the store, does a couple of things. And when she gets out of the car, she shuts the car off, uh, gets out of the car, locks the car. And then with the remote start, starts the car, goes in the store. Sure. and she goes in the store, uh, returns her item, and then comes back out. And there is a uh, busybody and uh, a cop there.
1: Wasn't the busybody a man? Uh, actually, we don't. This? We're
2: not sure which exact busy. It's, it's a. It's a couple. It was a husband oh, and a wife, okay. uh, I believe. And um, <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, you know, we're going through this thing, and there. And she
1: was in there how long?
2: Um. Well, less than. Less than fifteen minutes because the car mm-hmm. car was still running when she came out. And right, because fi- the
1: auto or the uh, remote starts will usually only stay on for 10, 15 minutes. Fifteen most, minutes. Right?
2: This one's uh, mm-hmm. set up for, and um, and it's you know pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. You can set a watch by it. It's a computer chip. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, so, anyways, it's basically your time limit, and you know the you know what happens when the car shuts off is uh well kid usually wakes up mm-hmm. uh because uh, you know the car is like soothing to sleep in and, and you know it's a good, it's a good nap machine. Sure so anyways uh there's some funky stuff here so they apparently they issued a, an arrest warrant like back in last april but uh on it, the
1: scene did they just did the cop oh, just so, ticket her or what so, happened there
2: so on the scene they just asked her you know for her name and her uh uh-huh. you know some information and they asked for the you know the kids names and you know date of birth and stuff and we told them you know we're not giving you that information you right know, leave us alone uh and as far as I was concerned, you weren't there though. I wasn't there. Okay. No, no, no. <clears throat> and uh, so, as far as I was concerned, the um, you know, I, I wouldn't have told him anything. You know you know unless you're like oh I'm gonna you know we're, we're gonna arrest you unless you do tell us you know unless they threaten me first maybe I would but so that
1: didn't happen they didn't threaten her first well I mean, just- obviously it's a threat just having the man yeah. with a the gun there so most people are intimidated to just do what the man with the gun says right she was definitely intimidated mm-hmm. uh you know one cop was
2: like sort of nice and the other cop was not so nice you know and and they usually like do two that- whole cops for this situ- right, right. situation actually it might even be a third cop There was a third wow cop involved yeah. so anyways uh going forward dcyf wants to you know interview. so So yep. she didn't get oh. arrested there she no, just she didn't they, get arrested they said
1: okay ma'am have a nice day and they didn't even give her a ticket in uh, that yeah. case yep
2: yeah. they didn't give her okay. a ticket they didn't give her nothing in, in fact i i, I must have forgot i thought yeah, I it would have been
1: really interesting to see what happened if she just said well i'm not under any obligation to talk to you right right, right. um and there are other people who have said that and they're and they're just left alone mm-hmm
2: there's an example uh, where it was somewhere in the West Coast, but like in the in the 80s, where basically um, you know prosecutors and social workers, you know, interviewed children and they led to the children to basically make comments that you know they were able to be like, oh, these kids are getting molested, and then the kids grow up and they're like they were in foster and they're like, why were we in foster care? And they're like, oh, I remember this is like I don't believe there's a whole documentary about this I would watched or something or like a 60 Minutes or a Vice thing you know from years ago I don't remember at all, but. It was an example of where um, state employees who are covered under, you know, um, qualified qualified immunity, immunity, uh, which means they're immune from prosecution, uh, you know, go in and they, you know, start talking to young children and, you know, get questions to lead them. And then they, you know, you know, just. Swear out affidavits saying. Yeah, oh, get them kid, to say ben.
1: things They didn't say yep. Or claim they said things They didn't say or, then, or whatever
2: And then when the kids Ten years later The kids are like That never happened You know you, you told us To say that stuff Or you know whatever And right. it was it was exposed and, and all those people Who were part of that scheme uh, To uh, basically put parents In prison Took parents away from kids Kids got put in foster homes They get abused in foster homes The whole nine yards um, Nothing happened to them nope. you know, Nothing happened to the uh, To the irresponsible Parasitic uh, bureaucrats uh, you know that did that. So, anyways, fast forward with my thing uh, or, or our thing. My so she gets thing. arrested. No, well, so before we get to the rest, we're still dealing with DCYF. Um, DC. So, so DCY. The you family basically club.
1: ran them off. You grabbed yep. a video camera when they showed up, yep. and they did not want to have to deal with
2: that. right. So, and that video is at. Um, it's on. Um, Odyssey on on uh, Free Keen. It's also. I there's another uh video that I put up on that's basically the same video, but it's edited. With some more updates on it, that's on my uh, YouTube channel, Jay Noon. If you uh, you know internet mm. search that. So, anyways, this order from family court says a police officer, a child protection, you know, social worker, a child probation parole officer shall interview child, inspect premises, and they also wanted our family medical records. They wanted to sign off on them. <laughs> and in fact, when when DC what wa- yeah yep. So so this order says that um. One of these three people are supposed to do this protection, child protection service worker, you know, uh, a CPS uh, social worker, a police officer or a uh, child um, probation officer are supposed to do these things. So out of the best interest of justice, you know, while my wife's sort of like freaking out about this because like I had to like relocate my family to another place for, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a long period of time. And, you know, my daughter's like crying. I want to go home to dad. I want to, I want my chickens. I want my cows, you know, I want my pigs because that was her routine and she was pulled out of it. We, you know, cause these, right. cause all you got to do is just internet search, um, NH DCYF and, uh, you know, NH is New Hampshire, uh, DCYF is division, not department division of children, youth and families. And so NH DCYF settlements is the search term. Mm-hmm. And if you do this in any state, you will see that there is just crazy newspaper articles just show up how uh, the state of New Hampshire paid out $7 million to this family, paid out $2 million, $3 million, Taxpayers. Like, crazy money. money. Not the crazy. not the uh, bureaucrats who committed right. whatever the offenses right, were. Right, because they have qualified immunity. Yeah. So, uh, which is, you know, they're just legally protected to be ir- irresponsible. <clears throat> so I say to the chief of police in town, I says, hey, uh, this order can be satisfied by you. Because it says right on it, a police officer can interview the child and, um, you know, inspect the premises. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't going to give any medical records, but, you know, That's ridiculous. You know the, the, so, so, so the cop, um, like him and one of his lieutenants, they had dealt with me, you know, a few times now and they seem like they're like decent people. They, they're they both families. They're both still married to the sp- their, their spouses, you know, and they ha- both have mm-hmm. children that are you know, anywhere from, I don't know, like a dozen years old up to their twenties. Um, and, and they just seem like good, wholesome, like kind of people like, like definitely like the cops in my town that I have dealt with, um, have been like professional, been courteous. Uh, you know, the, the, they're the kind of people that like, if like my kids were in trouble for some reason and I got a phone call that, Hey, uh, you know, the chief of police in town, you know, he's, He's got your kids over at his house. Go over there and pick them up when you're ready. Because whatever happened, you know, I wasn't. You know, something happened. Um, like I feel comfortable with that situation. They're just, you know, they're good people. You know these um, parasitic, irresponsible bureaucrats that work for the state. You know, they are of their, their system of retirement, their whole you know pensions. It's all a Ponzi scheme, so they have to keep on growing their bureaucracy. And that is actually one of the things that they, they're they trained. And this is, I've had Massachusetts state employees telling me this, New Hampshire state. I've befriended. A, a lot of these people have come ac- come against me over the years have actually become my friends. That's that another thing too. Wow, uh, okay. A lot of the police interactions where it turned started off as a negative police interaction, they've maybe arrested me. And then, you know, after the trial's done and everything, they're like, you know, shaking my hands. So like, oh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't understand. And I'm sorry. And I, I've had a, like at least five cops, you know, apologize to me for their behavior you know like off the record after things because i beat them in court huh. um and they just didn't really like understand and but i've always been like you know nice and polite and kind and okay. you know these guys are public servants and they just basically don't really understand their jobs as a public servant they think they're you know some kind of uh, authoritarian supervisors um so anyways uh dcyf refuses that uh the the local police, you know, fulfill this order because well I I believe it's because they can't get any of the federal money when they do this. And I don't. And the other thing, too, is these guys have like a bunch of documents they want you to sign. So it it isn't like they just bust in your house and start doing stuff. uh, DCYF. They're like, oh, well, just sign here and and we're going to help you out. And we're going to. And so they have like a whole thing to like offer you assistance. And that was one of the things they mailed us this thing on how to get on like and all kinds of welfare and all this oh, assistance no. and we'll help you out and blah, blah, blah. It is, these are all jurisdictional. They want you to be part of the system. Right. These are all jurisdictional traps. So then uh, they, um, the social workers go back to family court and they actually uh, get a contempt charge against me. So they put me in contempt of court. Against you? Yeah, well, yes. Personally. yeah, Well, against me and my wife, basically. Uh-huh. But mostly, I, yeah, both of our names were on there. Um, but I, I, I was the one interacting with them. I was the one taking the video. I was the one explaining it to them. I was the one who mailed them, you know, a public records requ- right to no requests, uh, public records requests for their oath of office and their insurance information. Um, oh, so I did that before this um, contempt thing came out. So the director of New Hampshire DCYF has no oath of office. The su- is that a,
1: is that a surprise?
2: Well, you would think that an agency that has You know, um, the ability to basically steal children, to Mm -hmm. put um, young men in detention centers where they get beat up and raped by, you know, like the stuff that's been going on um, with, um, you know, this uh, Sununu Center. Uh, Mike Gill has been really hammering uh, on the whole um, child trafficking and a pedophilia ring going on here in New Hampshire.
1: You're saying you would think (laughs) they have to have an oath, but they
2: don't don't. Well, everybody that I tell this to, like every normie, every muggle, even some like reporter who was sort of quasi interviewing me they haven't done nothing with it yet mm-hmm. but like from a big newspaper they're like that basically stopped in, him in his tracks when i showed him the document that really? i got from um uh well when i said that to him i go they don't have an oath of office so the social workers don't have an oath of office they don't have an oath to that requires them to respect and uphold the rights of the people the director of DCYF doesn't have an oath of an o- office but DCYF best i can tell is not a government it's a governmental agency that calls itself uh, a municipal corporation that calls itself a governmental agency. Um, governmental, the suffix AL, meaning, um, you know, similar to or like. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, <clears throat> they issue a, a contempt order against me. And the, the chief of police in town calls um, a, a local attorney and says, what's going on here? And he's like calling the governor's council because here you got a court saying and basically arrest these people you know, over nothing when this thing could have totally been the court's original order could have totally been satisfied by just just a, a police officer
1: Did, wasn't there something you said on a pre when we've discussed this previously if that i recall where the order wasn't actually in your name the order was telling these bureaucrats right. they had to do certain right. things so, so how can you be in contempt that, of an order yep. That wasn't addressing you in the first place.
2: Uh, So uh, technically I can't. And there's already been precedence in New Hampshire that that order from family court for the police officer, probation officer or child protection service worker is not in order for the parents. There's already been case law settled on this. Uh, J.R. Hole is going through the same thing. He's 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 a uh, another fella. Oh, it's a that's a freedom guy he's mm-hmm. a state representative he's been very libertarian they went after um, his family they as went well, after right? his family they issued orders to actually literally abduct his kids and um, so anyways the uh, uh, so the chief of police of Henniker uh, had to do a motion to intervene, and he did a motion to vacate their um uh, their uh, contempt order against me uh, because the social worker lied.
1: Is the family court even constitutional? As far as like, I don't believe so. Or is it just like this administrative? Tribunal? It's an administrative tribunal, just yeah. like the,
2: all the district courts are administrative tribunal. It's
1: meaning like if you choose to let the state be part of your marriage, correct? Yeah, then you're saying, okay, I consent mm-hmm. to having my divorce, if that ever happens, yep. ruled over by
2: yep. your court system. Yeah, yeah, it's the a family it's, court. Yeah, it's basically a um, it's it's a private religion, is what mm-hmm. it is, as best I can tell. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, you know, the public, I am not part of the public. The public is actually a private religion. The United States is, is, is basically a religious cult. Uh, you know, the United States of America is a federation of, you know, states, uh, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of things you can call the United States, but the United States is, is explicitly the district of Columbia territories and possessions, not New Hampshire, not Vermont, you know, not Florida. Um, those are sovereign, independent nation states that together make up a federation of states called the United States of America.
1: Well, I mean, it would so, be nice if they acted more sovereign, right? Like if the quote-unquote state of New Hampshire acted like it was actually well, sovereign. Instead, they just, they're just they just ruled by the feds and they do almost nothing about it. So the United West States
2: Way. Corporation is, essentially created the state of New Hampshire Corporation, I believe, in the eight, late 1880s. I know Massachusetts was, uh, you know... Chartered under the United States uh, in 1889 under what's called the Lieber Codes, and then you further have what's called Uniform Commercial Code, which was adopted by all these corporations in 1923, and then these corporations all went bankrupt, filed for bankruptcy in 1932 with with, uh, FDR at the Geneva Convention, Mm -hmm. and then property taxes start putting on people's land in 1939 after because they needed because all these municipal corporations, these towns, cities, villages counties states they all became essentially debt collection agencies that's all they really are um and then it grew into massive bureaucracies from there on out so anyways yeah back to this um you know stuff with dcyf so coming come basically a year later um, actually we, my wife didn't get arrested they put a warrant out for our arrest uh we get pulled over in town um for a you know uh, uh, uh basically a traffic infraction um and uh the um uh and, and the police officer is like, oh, there's a warrant out for your arrest. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't know what she was thinking, but she's like, I'm going to bring you a summons, you know, um, and, uh, you know, you just need to appear at a court. I'm not going to arrest you. Okay. Uh, which cops totally have discretion to do that. Okay. They don't have to arrest you. Um they because they were just looking for a summons. Mm-hmm. So they so what w- what's weird is so this kind of similar thing happened with Rochelle Kelly and the um and the other moms that were at the park during a COVID shutdown. And Where conquered. the cops
1: targeted them just for being in the park with just their kids. for being in the park yeah. with
2: the kids. Yeah. And uh, she
1: won that by the way. It's worth pointing that out. Yes. Rochelle, uh, she did go to court. She did you know she took did not take a plea. She yep. went with not guilty and went to trial. And that judge found her not guilty in that yep, case that, yeah and that's great taking her kids to the park
2: and uh, uh i believe that she is going to be uh, pursuing a lawsuit or is working on one also hmm. okay. um w- which is good she really should do that if it's not happening but i'm pretty sure it's happening but anyways
1: in that case that was just Concord police no it didn't have
2: anything to do with the uh, dc oh no they dcyf was harassing her she had to relo- relo- relocate her kids to uh um, oh, really? you know, somewhere out of state you know she's got six kids um, <clears throat> the other family got harassed by DCYF also, no kidding. uh, that was involved. I think there might've been two other families other than, uh, Rochelle Kelly's family. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so these guys don't even call you up. They don't send you a letter. They don't be like, Hey, we want you to appear in court. They just put a warrant out for your arrest and never say nothing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you, 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 figured the local police department where you, where you live, if you had a warrant out for your arrest would maybe if these people were any kind of efficient, would be like, Hey, this guy lives in your town. You know, uh, why don't you go let him know he's got a warrant out for his arrest. Uh nothing like that. It just shows up. But you know, luckily we didn't get pulled over in some like um you know uh um, like Manchester like. or Concord where there's sort of like liberalish parasites, you know, that really love authoritarian so government So what was the
1: charge or charges that she was the, the charge
2: is hit with. um uh <laughs> Was it neglect? No, it's uh I, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Um the charge is uh It's a misdemeanor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a misdemeanor of I I don't know why I'm blanking.
1: Do we know offhand if it's a class A or a class It's the one B.
2: that's got a 6 month fee to uh, uh 6 months uh prison time to it. So
1: that must be a class A then in that case. Yeah, I believe it okay. is. Okay. Um Cuz in New Hampshire a class B means you cannot be sentenced to yeah, jail. Yeah, you can
2: definitely be sentenced.
1: But to normally misdemeanor class A it's up to a year, not 6 months. There's no As I understand it there's no 6 month category. I think they're asking for 6 months. That may be the, that yes. may be the case. Um and I don't know why I'm blanking on
2: uh, what 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 that particular charge
1: is. Uh, my producer Bonnie says it's endangerment yes. of a child.
2: That's right. That's what I was looking for. Endangerment of a child, endangering
1: or something. And 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 it's so ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was the danger? You know, what's the da- – that's what I want to know is you know, whoever they're going to call in to testify about this, right. it, Was it? Is it going to be the officer who was on the scene that's going to say they thought the baby was going to get out of the strapped-in car seat, put the car in gear, and take it for a ride? Because normally when uh, – you know, my understanding of the remote start, at least the one that I have – if you press your foot on the uh, the brake pedal without the key in the ignition, it just shuts off. Yeah, this car does the same thing.
2: Yeah, somebody right? would actually have to commit a crime. There is a case that uh, where a woman did the same exact thing, uh, left her kid in a car, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, I believe, in Portsmouth. And she complied with DCYF. She did all of the things, and she was still convicted and wow. charged with um, with the same exact charge. Child endangerment. Child endangerment, and had to do like... The classes, I think, and the classes are expensive. So mm-hmm. the same, these corporations that do these classes are just, you know, they're 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 probably owned by someone who's politically connected, or at the or their very brother or something, yeah. Or at the very least, they're doing lots of contributions and kickbacks, um, just like all the corporations that do the MCAS tests for the schools sure. and all that stuff. It's, it's just all, you know, part of the same corruption. Uh, so another thing I want to encourage people to do, uh, especially here in New Hampshire, is to write letters. To their state legislature, even citing specifically my case, but the state legislature uh, should have the power to exercise what's called checks and balances. The idea that the state legislature is the legislature is supposed to make sure that the executive and judicial branches do not violate our rights; that they are in check. It's called checks and balances. There is a I believe there's a Judicial Review Committee here in New Hampshire. but It's it w- just a bunch of judges. Right. Well, it's <laughs> supposed to be set up by the legislature. But if new, several New Hampshire legislators started getting several letters saying... We need to put a stop to this. You need to in, investigate the Concord City Prosecutor's Office for this malicious prosecution. Because here's the thing: it isn't just me. They do this every single day. You've got you've got the Noble Nine. You You've got like Footloose. These guys getting charged over garbage charges where there isn't a victim. In in Footloose's case, who could be remedied? Who is the man that 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 uh, Footloose? You know, Frank could say, "I'm sorry to." Or Frank could give, you know, a, a handful of silver to or some dollars I mean, He was literally
1: charged with saying things right. during a public meeting in a crowd of over a hundred people that the, even the other people that were near him said they didn't hear him and, say. And this, and this is... And a, by the way, he was found not guilty of the initial charge. Oh, excellent.
2: And But yep. this is the same garbage prosecution, prosecutors, the same irresponsible parasites You know, basically Mm -hmm. going after uh, Footloose, going after, like, uh, you know, one of the sweetest men I know, Bill D, for example, you know, Mm -hmm. Bill Domenico, a a longtime free stater, great guy, just wants to help everybody out, like, super good dude. Um, You're
1: talking about when they charged him for, quote-unquote, pet? picketing outside of the governor's house what, what uh, the noble nine thing yes whatever uh yeah that bill d that... wasn't arrested in the noble nine that, um, so the noble the noble nine or the new hampshire nine those were the people oh, at I'm the sorry, governor's okay. yes the council thing, meeting they yep. were at the governor's council meeting yep. frank and a, a lady named therese were arrested for allegedly saying she allegedly said amen yep. i think she actually did say amen and then they say they claim frank said something else that he didn't say but they wanted to arrest them. They, they were ready to roll. They had yep. dozens of cops on hand. They had all the seats right. were zip tied together. They had at least like seven or eight paddy wagons outside. <laughs> like they were ready to arrest a hundred people. At this uh, at this event, they ended up arresting nine people for absolutely nothing. Yeah, it and, was ridiculous. And this is
2: business as usual for these people They're, They They are engaged in racketeering. They're conspiracy uh, conspiring with each other to deprive people of life, liberty and property. Yes. People who have created no controversy who haven't injured anyone who haven't damaged any property who haven't violated any contracts, you just name it. It's just, it is all garbage.
1: It's a clear right to freedom of speech case in the case of the New Hampshire 9. They, you know, if you're at a public meeting, you should absolutely have a right to express yourself. Like if you're frustrated by what you're seeing on the stage, you could you should be able to say, screw this, or, you know, whatever it is you're you're feeling in that moment. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live.
0: Hey, thanks for uh, letting me speak. Uh... One thing I want to share with, and I think that's very important, is that uh, the Attorney General's office uh, has since updated the exculpatory evidence, included. some, uh, I guess, some more officers' names have been uh, uh, brought to light. Um, The one I'm looking for, James F. McLaughlin, has not been erased yet, but hopefully coming soon. You're referring to the
1: police, uh, the list of, of corrupt cops or police with questionable issues that Lori's have been list. brought forth, they call it the Lori List here in New Hampshire.
0: Exactly. And okay. uh, how do you get access it, to that, Rob? Do you know? If you go to the Attorney General's website, uh, it the Exculpatory Secluded is in there. It'll it'll have all of that in there. Okay. All oh, right. I can send. I can send you a link if you'd like.
1: That'd be so great, far. Rob. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What else, Rob?
0: Uh, so is the the trial you're going to have? Is that going to be filmed, Jay?
2: Yeah, it'll be filmed as long as people show up there to film it. I'm uh, planning on being there. Yeah, I'll Joe, bring my camera. Joe is going to come also. Um,
0: great. I really wish I could be there to be with you, but uh, I also want to share with people that you know if, if you ever get. Are costed by these people you make sure you know who they you're dealing with make sure you get business cards Names film them whatever because these son of a bitches are Sneaky and they're conniving and they don't have a problem with sticking a knife in your back
1: Yeah, that's these that's people
0: do this they do this for money
1: yeah, that's right. They're professionals at ruining people's lives. And one thing they're not used to is people who know how to stand up for themselves and know how to exercise their rights. People that understand that they are not obligated to answer their questions. Uh, of course, the the classic line that I am a big fan of is, I don't answer questions. Like whenever exactly. somebody, whenever a bureaucrat is talking to you, uh, you are in danger. You know, the more things that you say to that person, the more jeopardy that you're putting yourself in, because you're essentially just giving them evidence uh, to use against you. Even if you don't think you did anything wrong, there's all kinds of stupid laws out there that you may have uh, violated without knowing. And the more the more you say to them, the more danger you're putting yourself in. So if you just get into the habit of saying, okay. "I don't answer questions," then you, it's a pretty safe move. Now look. I'm not a lawyer. That's not legal advice. It's just what I would, you know, if I were in that cir- circumstance and I thought, because there's like a natural human tendency to want to say something back to a person. Oh, yeah. If another person says a thing to you, it's just natural to want to respond. So if you're going to respond, then rather than answering their question, you just simply tell them, I don't answer questions. And then if they ask you another question, you say, I don't answer questions. And they can keep going, and you just keep saying the same thing, and eventually they'll get the message that they're not going to get through with it. Also, Rob, your, your suggestion that people record these interactions, identify these, uh, these bureaucrats, is very important. If you are able to get that camera out, everybody's got one now. If you've got a smartphone, uh, you've got a video camera, know how to use the camera on that smartphone. If you've never done it before, go ahead and practice it tonight. Get it out now. Put that shortcut or whatever on your home screen so you know how to get to the camera real quick. Like some of the cameras, like the one I've got uh the motorola cameras or the motorola phones if you just twist it in the right direction they it, call
2: it a gesture yeah gesture
1: yep. it'll just pop up the camera no matter where you are no matter what app you're in it'll just jump that camera right up to the the forefront so if there's any kind of quickie shortcuts like that you should learn about them but otherwise just pop that thing on the home screen know how to get there so you can just load that sucker up whenever you get into whether it's getting pulled over or bureaucrats show up at your front door or whatever this is from the New Hampshire Constitution, Part 1, the Bill of
2: Rights, Article 3. When men enter into a state of society, they surrender up some of their natural rights to that society in order to ensure the protection of others. And without such an equivalent, the surrender is void. So, if Pretty I, straightforward. So with the uh, Supreme Court stating that the police have no obligation to protect you, uh, th- th- this... I'm going to call this a social contract clause of the Constitution, which you know doesn't apply to me. I never agreed to it. Well, right. Remember but, the
1: definition of the word society. If you go and look in any dictionary, the definition of a society is a voluntary association of people who've come together for a common purpose. Okay. Voluntary yep. right.
2: being the key word of that. Yeah. And, and, so. and I wonder if you can volunteer unknowingly, because uh, it seems like a lot of people have uh, based on what I can tell. But basically what this is saying is that if the state doesn't protect you, then um, you don't have to give up any rights to it. Uh, and it's very right. explicit and they're not required to protect us. And in fact, um, <clears throat> you know, just this qualified immunity thing has just created a culture of irresponsibility. Uh, and it's, just, it's gotten really, really like apparent right now, especially with the millions upon It's over a hundred. The, the state just... It has paid out hundreds of millions of dollars, state of New Hampshire, in settling DCYF cases. Over 200 million, including this DCYF um, Sununu house thing, uh, wow. that where were all these you know kids were being kids raped. Being at least molested. 150 of them, and there was some settlement. I don't remember what the s- study were, but I mean, what the uh, numbers were, but 100 million was put aside by the legislature last year just to try to settle right. this, and I, I don't know what's come about that, but if you start, uh, like when I, a year ago when I started researching, just you know, uh, settlements of, by DCYF, I come up with nearly $100 million in settlements from like the last, less than last 10 years, just basically just going through newspaper articles and tallying up the, the the millions they kept on saying.
1: Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Relly Blake. I enjoy free talk live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com crblake86. Thank you. Let's talk to Willie. He's in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Willie.
3: Yeah. Uh, the child protection services, I think they're the biggest child traffickers. They're all in the nation right now. I just feel sorry for Jane Noon and everybody that gets involved with them and them sticking their nose in everybody's business and everything that doesn't need to be taken care of. They go in and they do stuff that doesn't need to be done. Uh, who's a bigger moron than them is that Ricky from the Commonwealth. <laughs> He calls in, and nobody's jealous of the Commonwealth. Nobody cares about the Commonwealth. <laughs> that guy calls in every night about the Commonwealth and his racist antics. I'm tired of him, too.
1: Yeah, so why do you say that uh, DCYF or Child Protection, whatever they call themselves where you live, because there's always a different acronym, why are they child trafficking, though? What, what do you mean by that?
3: All right, so, uh, uh, well, uh, they what they do is they, they get people— no, so you give them money for taking kids in. So you and there's and there's widows that that like kids. So you know they want to get with kids, and and they just pass them off to people they don't know. And then they go out and get good people like him. And and, and you know you know.
2: Yeah, so to uh, say a little more to her uh, to add to it. So what Child Protective Services is doing is they're getting paid by the federal government uh, with the uh, Clinton child. Uh, whatever act uh, that from 1997, it actually takes the money out of social security and it gives it to um, the States. And in fact, uh, there's a documentary. Uh, oh, I, I got to look that up so we can put it in a show notes, but it's called save the children. And it was on, I believe band. Dot TV. So it was, you know, one of these uh, Infowars type mm-hmm. uh, documentaries and in there, in that documentary, and there's actually a website that they talk about that I went to, but they had uh, all the money listed that like these States have gotten from uh the social security fund for child protective services and it's like insane amounts of dollars Mm. so basically what has happened it is funding this bureaucrat bureaucracy and all the boots on the ground the social workers all the people that work you know for you know for these agencies are told that you know if we don't get more money you don't get a pension Mm. this is how your pension works we have to get more money we have to constantly expand the system it's same thing with all the school employees like uh Uh, One of my relatives was in the Massachusetts school system her entire career, and she was told uh, that uh, the only way that her pension will hold up is if, like, four people replace her, uh, you know, when she retires, that Mm -hmm. they need, like, and and that is sort of kind of the way a lot of these pensions funds work. They have to have a whole bunch of people at the bottom putting in for the few collecting at the top. And then what happens when it contracts, it, it totally falls apart you know so if these except for state employees well
1: i don't think that the people the i don't think the state employees are funding the other employees pensions it's the taxpayers that are funding that well it is sort of right?
2: taxpayers so the, the the employee is funding it a little bit from what i understand now this is just what was explained to me i'm not like a financial guy i don't really know but basically and yes the employers are funding it also um it's so like
1: the Postal Service, it's being paid for by the taxpayers. Correct. They're, They're not, not a paying for their own pensions. The
2: only the example I was given was, you know, state of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. you know, school teacher basically. And um, and she did uh, pay into a pension, like whatever she could. and But mm. the pension was also paid into by the employer. And then they do, I, I don't know how it all works. But they, for so they pay in per employee. So mm-hmm. you basically need more employees underneath you paying in to prop up the whole system it was explained hmm. to me like 10 years ago
1: okay and I mean, it, it basically it's, sounds it's,
2: like a total
1: ponzi scheme it could be true i i it, yeah yeah if you know it, if you guys know more about how that works uh definitely weigh in on this Willie, was there anything else you wanted to share about it
3: uh not not on that i just i just wanted ricky to know i i, I can debate anybody i don't need him to challenging me he's a racist I don't like him calling and, and, and making fun of all of you. Oh, you were the I guy.
1: Don't. Okay, okay. I Now I just figured it out. So, uh, you, so he called earlier this week. Ricky called earlier this week, and he mentioned a guy, and I think it was Willie, and he said he wanted to have a discussion directly with Willie, and so he wanted y'all to both call <laughs> in at the same time on the same night. And you're saying, Willie, you don't care to do that. You're not interested in, in talking directly to Ricky.
3: I don't need to talk to him directly. I I can talk to him right now. He he can hear me. Ricky, you're a moron. Any day, any time. I mean, I don't need to talk to him directly. If he needs to, I don't know what he needs, you know.
1: Well, I guess I guess I'll say this. He did ask for for us to invite you if you call in at the beginning of one of the shows. Ricky's always call, he's always in at the beginning of the show. He's he just I just put him on hold until we're finally ready to get him on, just because he's a chronic caller, so he doesn't deserve to be gone to first or anything like that. Uh, so if you're in, you know, if you're in the first hour, uh, there's a good chance Ricky's going to be on hold, and then maybe we can get you guys together if you're feeling up to it. We got Dylan on the line, calling. I think from. Are you in Vermont tonight, Dylan?
4: Yeah, I am in Vermont. In Vermont. Welcome, Vermont, sir. Yeah. What's on your mind? Yeah, save the babies, Jay. Uh, we watched that in the last year, and man, is that disturbing. If anybody hasn't seen that, they absolutely have to watch that because okay. this is what's going on. This child trafficking.
1: Yeah, That's well, it's been going on. Parts. I mean, this is—it's a tough thing to change the system because anybody—if you know—you were talking about contacting state reps, Jay, about quote-unquote, doing something here. I mean, if a state rep actually proposes to abolish DCYF, of course the opponents will say, oh my god, you must hate children, right? So then you're going up against that, and that's not an easy thing to do.
2: And and the reality is if you support DCYF, you hate children because the proof Mm -hmm. is in the pudding. The evidence is Health and Human Services, who controls DCYF, is the most destructive agency uh, in New Hampshire Mm -hmm. uh, for a multitude of reasons. The, The The um, hundreds of millions of dollars of liabilities that taxpayers have expelled just in DCYF. And everybody dying of these fentanyl and heroin overdoses, all these people living in these drug encampments around Manchester and Concord and and, and all these places, they are all on welfare. Mm -hmm. When I say they're all on welfare, you could probably find one that's not. But they are pretty much all getting some form of money from Health and Human Services. Mm -hmm. And when you go to a national park, when you're in... You know, um, Trail Ridge National Park in the m- middle of the Colorado Rockies, they have a sign every five feet. Do not feed the wildlife. If you feed the wildlife, <laughs> right. they will become dependent on humans yeah. and they will not be able to survive. Well, this is exactly what Health and Human Services is doing. So the
1: whole department really should be abolished, not just Absolutely. DCYF. H- but Health D- and H- Human H-H-S. Services
2: should be 100% Abolished. Right. And of um, course it was
1: the if I recall correctly during the COVID nonsense, all the money that was coming in from the federal government was going to DHHS, was it not? Yes. Yep. Like millions upon millions of dollars yep. to promote the federal government's concepts. Uh Dylan, what did you want to share with us tonight?
4: Well, um, you know, Jay's going through the ringer and and Shallon with their court case. And mm. so Jay, did you end up talking to Sherm or I didn't, checking out Cal Washington?
2: Yet. I did not so,
4: Okay. Well, as we all know, Jay, you're really versed in uh, common law. Are you familiar with merchant law?
5: A
1: little bit. What is the what are we talking about
4: here? Yeah, what does just... that mean? What's that Charlotte? Law merchant. Law merchant. Sorry. Law, with
2: me. law merchant probably has to do with uh, commerce, um things that would be coming in from another nation possibly. It's like stuff that's imported, that's that's uh that is received from a ship's berth across a dock. Um, you know, uh, maritime
4: law stuff. Is
1: this the gold fringe on the flag thing that we're talking about Could here? Could be.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the gold fringe on the flag thing, but this Cal Washington, um, probably in the last five years or so, he went through a huge custody battle up in Canada, and he said that, you know, he did his best to fight, and things didn't work. He would have the right argument, and things did not work. And he was like, what am I missing here? What's going on? And he said that judges even sometimes encouraged him to keep going. He said that he was, he was smart to well, keep going.
1: Can you give us an overview of this merchant law? Like, what is this? what does it mean, and how does it apply in the case of child custody?
4: So, well, I don't know if it's just specifically for child custody, but this seems to be the, the presiding jurisdiction is common law fused with uh, law merchant. And that's above, like, the United States Constitution has been fused into um, the courts long, long time ago and not talked about. And so even if you go into court and you have all the right arguments and you say all the right things, um, they've learned to overcome a lot of that stuff over the years. But when you start playing by the right set of rules and you start letting them know that you can hold them liable and you put the liability back on them, they start to not want to deal with you at all. And so that's what happened with him. Cal Washington had judges that were like running off the bench when he started to realize that the law merchant with the common law was the system. And the rule book that you have to play by with these guys. And so, premise is that we're falling into all this under tacit agreements. And when you realize that and you let them know you know that, and you tell them, hey, I'm not accepting your offer, and you make a counter offer.
1: I tried that a long time ago uh, in Keene District Court. It was the first time I got arrested uh walking into court i i said I, I said to the judge are you making an offer and he immediately had me arrested charged with contempt of court yeah so you knew you were doing the right thing because when they do
2: those intimidation tactics so you should was and and as soon as you got back out i if, if i was you i would have went right back to that because
1: well they had the rest of the trial in a secret tr- uh chamber and they refused to put it in front of the rest of Uh, the audience so no one got well they they actually had it on like a tv screen in the other room they moved me into this uh chamber and they continued whatever they they wanted well they didn't they didn't quote-unquote mute it but you couldn't even hear it really in the in the courtroom is what the people said so it was supposed to be public but it really wasn't if there's anybody out there that's claiming they have some sort of magic formula to Make the courts leave you alone or, you know, all of a sudden grant all your rights will be respected by the system. It's like, no, if there was something consistent out there, we'd see some consistent evidence of it. There would be some, I don't know, video of somebody applying these techniques in a courtroom environment and actually winning. And that video, unfortunately, from what I've seen over the many years we have discussed these these things, and we've had various callers call in. And Dylan, who called in in the last hour, I I know him, we know him personally. He's yep. a great guy, great activist who has kind of been in and out of New Hampshire. He's in Vermont right now, but he's here a lot. He goes to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't I don't think he's a scammer or anything like that. I think he's he really is earnestly, you know, believes he's doing the best thing. And right now, he uh, and his wife or girlfriend were on the line with us, and they mentioned a website and i misheard what was said i thought it was m power e m p o w e r he gave out a website it was actually in power as in your in your own power i n p o w e r inpowermovement.com that was the site they gave out i want to make sure it's clear that's not an advertiser here i cannot um, analyze what this site is trying to say because it's a membership site which i wasn't surprised to see and I... I don't blame the guru types out there, the people that claim they know the way, the one true way to you know, total freedom or freedom from this uh, oppressive system. I don't blame any of them for wanting to you know pay their bills and make a little bit of money for what they're doing. but I, I'm always skeptical of those approaches personally because like to me, it's like, hey, you know, if you actually have something here that's worth doing, uh why why not just give it away why not give away the information and of course they've got answers to that question their answers are usually oh well you know i my time is worth something and and that's that's fair there's no doubt about that i mean their own website here says that the uh, the people that work for them are just volunteers and that the money just goes to pay for the hosting services and development for the for the site so i mean maybe that's true but the fact is you still can't really analyze this whatever it is that they're doing, they call it a notice of liability. You can't really an- analyze it until you give them the money. And, and that's, that's, frustrating. I, I
2: understand why that happens because a lot of times when you're like, you know, people are given this kind of uh, information. Mm-hmm. It's like just laying out there. It's like, it, it, it becomes, you don't really know how to use it. You don't really understand it. You didn't research it. You didn't like, you know, get some serious, um, <clears throat> you know, insight and training on how to use it. Uh, it, it, becomes, um, you know, um, more harmful sometimes it's just enough information to get you in trouble, uh, is, is a lot of what I, is a lot of what I've seen with these type of things where people didn't understand the project, you know, the procedure or the process. And, uh, I, I mean, I've used a lot of these things, uh, for years and, and, and I've had really good luck and, and, and I had, um, and I did well in Massachusetts for a long time with, um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of these things It got to the point to where like, the local cops Palmer Massey just leave my entire family alone now. That's great. They're not bothering us. They I mean they're very polite. They're friendly, but they've been straightened out and 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 we're not low hanging
1: fruit. Um but And that is that is a part of this, right? Like if they know uh we were touching on on this in the last hours, people who um, make statements like, you know, I know my rights or whatever and you you act like you know your rights. You don't talk to the police when they come up to you, you know, you don't uh when they ask you questions, you say I don't answer questions, right? Like there's certain things that you can do to make it known that you are the hard target, that you are the person who will stand on their rights and will stand in power, as this particular site would probably suggest that you do. It's not necessarily true that you have to get the exact, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's correctly on all the forms or whatever, as long as they know they're dealing with somebody that's going to not be a pushover. In some cases, that can be enough to get them to back off not always and like and, and like this website has in their disclaimer at the bottom of their uh their site is that there's no you know there's essentially no guarantees right like they can't they're not giving legal advice and they're not representing you or whatever and there's no way to to guarantee that this is going to work for you but it's something you can try
2: but if people like took time and studied things like this instead of you know doing the a- the mental masturbation of just, you know, looking at TikTok or mm-hmm. just watching, you know, mindless TV, you know, sitcom stuff. Um, you know, they would be a whole lot smarter and they would be a lot more informed and they would be better prepared when the government comes against them. The problem is, is a lot of, is, is, is most people have no clue what's going on. They don't know what their rights are. They don't care what their rights are. Um, because, you know, especially the younger generation, especially you know, like my generation and younger, and even even my parents' generation. You know, they just
1: want to hang out, and watch TV. We got Perry on the line in California, listening to K Talks. Good, uh, Perry.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, uh, I-, I wanted to mention something about the American legal system in a moment, but I, if I could. Mm-hmm. But first of all, that Daniel uh, Penny that uh, in uh, New York
2: familiar with it yeah this
0: is the
1: uh subway choking case i couldn't remember when you when i screened your call which one penny was but you clarified he was the one who did the choking uh, against the other guy who subsequently died as a result
0: well i'm suggesting to your audience if we could send money to his defense you know you know our our, i feel sorry for the guy he's mentally ill whatever but the, the problem is our system is so broken and we don't have enough police, and there's, there's just a lot going on with that whole scenario. So, what we need to do is have more people like him to defend ourselves because we can't have uh, our society running amok like this, where people are getting hit over the head with a bat or pushed in front of a subway or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's, just so, there's just so many things happening it's, to the American people, right? It's right. not now a lack of. Robbed.
2: It's not a lack of police issues. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, what's going on here with these cities? It's a uh, what we have is we have we have we are witnessing right now the the decay of our culture. Uh, we have a bunch of deranged lunatics. We have so all, so all these people who are doing this stuff have are mentally ill, and 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 the way I look at it is how can you not be mentally ill if you've spent your entire life in a city, if you have you know been consuming all of the uh, toxic food that's putting mm-hmm. all you know, that that's processed foods you know, the fluoridated, chlorinated water, the the, the toxic air, you're around uh, massive layers of radiation now from all kinds of, you know, Wi-Fi and just whatever, just infrastructure, um, the, you know, and the city is like like New York City, my you know, friend Luke, Luke Rudowski is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's from New York City. He says the people on the subway, the culture is like nobody talks to each other. There's no conversations. There's no, like, very, nobody's polite. And, <clears throat> and then you also have with all of the people that are homeless – uh, that are given uh, that that are being encouraged to be homeless. They're given money. They're given food. Um, the amount of money that these cities are spending on the homeless um, is is cre- making the problem worse. So you have all these drug encampments that are like insane on like Venice Beach, California, and all around San Francisco. They've literally become third uh, third world s hole countries and or, or, or cities. And it is because of liberal policies. It is because of Feeding the wildlife, feeding the people, these people like health and human services needs to cut them off immediately. There should be no more checks going to anybody, no more welfare, at least not let any more people get on welfare at all. Um, Well, and and, and that's a huge part of it. It's the the HHS is enabling this behavior and the liberal prosecutors are enabling this behavior. The media is a big driver of this, too, because we live in such a cult society where so many people believe what the Internet device says, what YouTube
1: says. We got uh, Law Dog on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
5: How you doing, Ian? You're absolutely correct. I, I remember um, uh, area there uh, uh, telling me that, uh, you know, I was delusional when I said Hunter Biden would get uh, indicted. And, uh, you know, I took it like a man. I'm not going to whine about it. But that being said, Has he been indicted? Huh? Has he been indicted? No. no okay. No, yes. But anyway, uh, you know, I went down to my local bank here, and this ESG thing, I was... What does know, that stand for? Some, it's energy, uh, uh, I don't know what the S is, but the, the other one's governance.
2: Environmental Social Governance Score. Oh, thank That's you for what that. ESG yeah. is, yeah.
5: Yeah, all these banks, they have to get some kind of a score there so i wanted to 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 get some documentation the policy and the uh oh more or less the rap sheet on it mm-hmm. and uh the uh the manager looks at me and says sure we can copy that off for you but it's 563 pages long <laughs> yeah it's a so nine like, god so we're going to have to charge you you know uh a half of uh you, you know a, a a buck a page mm-hmm. so wow. uh you know, and, and, these banks, you know, go credit union. These, these banks are, uh,
1: they're not much uh, better, you know. but yeah, you, if you got to well, have banking, well, well, then the, credit the, unions the shareholders are better
5: choice. are getting it stuck in their shorts. And these, these, uh, well, I, let's, let's put it this way. This, this woke stuff, people are going broke. I mean, it's, hey, it's just, you when go you, woke, you go broke. When you're
2: talking about shareholders, you're talking about like bank shareholders,
5: yeah. Thanks, year Okay. He, yeah.
2: uh, they should. They all deserve to go broke. Yeah. <laughs> if you're investing in a fiat bank system, you're you're bad. You are doing yeah. bad things. You are. You're at, empowering You're evil. at war against yeah. hardworking people. You're engaging in slavery. Uh, everybody. <clears throat> this is why I can't wait for this correction to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't see yeah. it as a collapse. I'm looking at this as a correction. And <clears throat> and who is going to be hurting this correction is all the parasites. The people in the, in the parasite sectors, the people that work in government, uh, all of those particular parasites, and then you have other parasite sectors like insurance, financial, uh, major league sports ball. It's another whole sp- parasite, you know, um, uh, you know industry as far as I'm concerned. All these industries that are are highly regulated. Now you have like the medical industry and like real estate, for example. Let's use those as, as parasite industries. There are people in those parasite industries that will do fine after the correction because we're still going to need doctors we're still going to need people who understand like real estate stuff real estate law um, and even like your government parasites, there like are some of them that have value and they have good skills. Like the government employee who's really good at putting asphalt on the road and good at driving a plow truck, and mm-hmm. you know he's going to have value be fine. Um, yeah. after the correction when there is a private free economy. Right. <clears throat> and this collapse is a collapse of an evil monster. It's a collapse of the parasite. And yes, I hope that all people who are who are in shareholders in banks especially banks, because the banks are propping up all the drug cartels. The banks are the reasons that, um, you know, we have all the problems that are the reasons we have property taxes. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, who explains this really good is, uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but, um, a uh, uh, Max Kaiser, he was talking about, you know, mm-hmm. with this fiat money system, is like getting high off your own belly button Lynn, It's what <laughs> what he uh, you know equates it to, and he's exactly right. The heroin epidemic, the the the, the what's it, uh, Stackler uh, Stackler family or whatever they're called, those guys couldn't have gotten the power, couldn't have gotten the funding without banks.
1: Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
6: Uh, have you heard about the with Casey, the sleeping prophet? and
2: uh, Edward Casey yeah I've heard of him
6: Edward Casey
2: oh, yep. well, oh okay
6: you know, yeah so I've always thought that he was always fascinating it because when he did readings there was people that he said that you did not have to repeat anymore you did not have to come back anymore
2: are you a coasty so, Sarah coasty a coasty coast AM to listener. coast <laughs> he's always on coast to coast AM I used to hear him there a lot
1: Edward, Edward Casey, yeah, isn't he dead? Or they would talk die? about
2: him or reference him. But yeah, I was gonna, know, gonna I, say,
1: isn't he like a hunt from a hundred years ago? Um, there's a lot of reports, but yeah. I...
6: 1950s. Okay. But the thing is, that, so the people that was their last embodiment, and it kind of pinged on me because I I think that this is my last embodiment for me. You know what I mean? I just I'm just getting this feeling because it kind of stuck with me.
1: Exactly. Well, let me see so, what I'm sa- Understanding what you're saying. You're saying that uh, you, when you say last embodiment, you mean that the, the soul or whatever essence it is that you are, you think right. is it, it, that Sarah, the current iteration of that soul is the last time that it's going to come to Earth. Is that what you're saying?
6: That's correct. So those people were good enough. So that was the last time around and they get to graduate.
1: Now, what makes you think that you've made it? I mean, why are you so positive that this is your last run?
6: Well, uh, because um, the uh, Summit Lighthouse, they said people that come to their teaching and they start doing the the decrees, and I do the spoken prayers. Those people that come to that group isn't their last embodiment. And then it just... That Edward Casey, he was talking about, is also... It just kind of stuck with me. So I'm speculating this might be our last embodiment and then the last embodiment you have
1: it might be be our last embodiment or your last embodiment her religious group your last embodiment but
2: why
6: the thing is that that it's a last payment it's a last payment like a big payment and you you suffer a lot of hardship in your last time but are you really suffering a lot of
1: hardship i mean you've been on welfare your whole life i mean isn't that pretty easy
6: I've been homeless for ten years,
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think
6: I have to pay the last bit of my karma, and we're we're supposed to be kind of met with a lot of um, hard hard things in life, and it it, it kind of happened to be kind of true. So you know, and then my family life wasn't all that great, but. I'm thankful that my parents gave me so that. So you think that's all you got to do
1: to be to get out of the cycle of you know regenerating or, or uh, reincarnation? Thank you, reincarnation is to just have a really tough life.
6: No, that's not it. You almost be almost have to be close. I think my last my last environment I was pretty close, and you get to be born in a religious family, and I was born into a religious family. If you're really close, you get you get to be um, all your family is very religious. And that happened to be true, so that you get an opportunity to get out.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.